Welcome to the Economic Development Matters podcast, brought to you by Edmonton Global, hosted by me, Brianna Morris, and my colleague, Sherry Baslama. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, an economic development agency that represents 14 municipalities that make up the Edmonton metropolitan region. Home to 1.4 million people and generating $105 billion in GDP, our region is Canada's fifth largest economy, and we're just getting started. At Edmonton Global, our purpose is to transform and grow the economy of the Edmonton region. And we do that by attracting foreign direct investment and quality jobs. We also support our local businesses to expand internationally. On this podcast, we talk about economic development matters and why it matters. We discuss how we can best compete in the global marketplace and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the quality of life for the people in our communities. Today, we are speaking with Janet Lane. Janet is the director of the Human Capital Centre at the Canada West Foundation, a nonpartisan public policy think tank. Janet, can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and the Canada West Foundation? I'm happy to. So the Canada West Foundation has been around for about 50 years and we're located in Calgary, but we look at, in, of, at issues of interest to the West and actually by extension, pretty much all of Canada. And my work in human capital especially is of interest uh, to all of Canada because you know I do work around workforce development and deployment for the most part. And you know, what's affecting us in Alberta is probably affecting others around around the country and in fact around the world with this with what's going on lately. I've been here for about nine years now. And I've been uh, looking at, as I said, workforce development for that period of time. And I've been looking mostly at competency development as the as the way that we, you know, our center has been moving. But uh, it was really fun and very important work, I think, that we got to do the work we're going to talk about today. So, Janet, you mentioned uh, workforce development and, and um, stuff affecting Alberta. What is affecting Alberta right now? Well, we are, well, you know, recently we've been experiencing a bit of a labor shortage. It's not just uh, labor, uh, it's, uh, it's not just the skill shortage. We're actually short of people, which is why the work that we did last year and uh into this year around why youth are leaving Alberta is really important. Um, the you know the work that that we did was to say what what's going on with that, mm-hmm. but it's it's one of the things that is really important for us is that you know Alberta has grown through its migration and its immigration, and we've always had a constant uh, flow of young people into the province, which really has helped our economy to grow. Uh, Employers haven't had this kind of labor shortage uh, that we're experiencing right now in quite a while. Yeah, we were really interested when we read those reports. Uh, The Young are Restless, Western Youth Migration, uh, and Work to Live Alberta Youth Mobility. So maybe can you give us kind of a bit of a background on on these reports and and why they were written? But we got the project from um, the Prairies Can, formerly the WD, uh, Western Economic Diversification, and they wanted to do the project because they like others had been hearing the rumors going around that perhaps youth were leaving Alberta. It started to hit the radar screen in late 2021. Uh, Don Braid, a columnist at the Herald, wrote a report, a, a, a column about it. And that was sort of like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. Or And, and so the question we were asked was, is it really happening? And if so, why is it happening? And if we can find out why, can we find out, can we figure out how to stop it from happening? And so the first report on um, 
the youth, the young are restless, is about how youth across the four Western provinces have been moving around over the last few years. I mean, youth always move. It's part of our, it's part of what goes on, right? You grow up, you leave home, you may leave the province, you may leave your city. This is normal. But, um, and in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, that has been the case for most of the last 50 years. A lot of young people have left the province. But in Alberta, we found that Although, yes, indeed, youth had been leaving over the last few years, since about 2016, on average, about 8,000 young people were coming to the province every year. And um, and so when we when we looked at that, we thought, OK, well, let's find out why. And presumably it's an economic reason. Right. It's always for economics. You leave for a good job. You leave to up, increase your wage or to go to school. And um, and so it's usually an economic thing that drives people to move. And and sure enough, there was a real big thing that was happening. And a lot of people moved to B.C. and Ontario in the last five or six years. We did this report based on 2021 information. So starting in about 2016, the, the big change was that people were moving to BC. And in fact, in last year, well, 2020 for sure, in the early part of 2021, it seemed like youth were moving as far west as they possibly could. They were going to BC and they were staying there. And it was, a, you know, BC gained every every youth that we lost in, in that in the year of 2020. And so... And they had had a real big boom. There was a there was a big growth in their real estate and in their construction sector, and they were able to employ a lot of the young people who went there. And then, the uh, at the same time, of course, Alberta was experiencing the downturn in the oil patch, and that always takes a little bit of time to to happen. You know, to happen that the you know that people actually react to that when they realized it wasn't going to come back. That's when young people really started to flow out of Alberta. And the, in the Young Are Restless and Youth Migration, we, we made that a separate report because it was all about the youth movement and the economics around that. And Saskatchewan and Manitoba have had some difficulty in growing their economies. Saskatchewan had had a bit of a boom around the oil boom as well, but they started to lose out on that in, in the mid-teens as well. So that, that report we kept separate. It wasn't so much, a, you know, here's a problem, what to do about it. It was just, here's what's going on. But meanwhile, we had the money from our funder and including some funding from Calgary Economic Development to look at why. And so we did some focus groups and we did a, a survey of 2000 young people and asked them, why are you leaving? And we had about 1,000, 1,100 in Alberta, 400 in Vancouver, 400 in Toronto and about 100 in Kitchener-Waterloo because they were the target markets that we thought we were competing against. And we wanted, Calgary Economic Development had a particular interest in Kitchener-Waterloo as well, I think because it's a tech hub. And uh, so we really did ask a lot of people. That's a fairly good sample. And we ranged our, our age group from 18 to 45 in the, in the, in the survey. And the uh, focus groups was 18 to more like 35. And we were asking why, what's going on for you? And, uh, and so, you know, the reports, the report uh, work to live uh, talks all about that. That report really does talk a lot about the perceptions 
earlier you mentioned that people are moving for job opportunities. So what's the connection between, or maybe the disconnection between perceptions being a, an impetus to move and moving for job opportunities? Because those sound like two different things. Well, the perceptions were, is, is what comes out of, out of this work. But, you know, youth move mostly for economics, but there are other reasons, right? They move for family, they move for friends. Absolutely. They can move for, um, because they think that another place has more going for it in terms of the things that they hold true as being something that they value. Right. So... Um, and youth have this, well, actually, we all kind of identify with the place we live. Some people identify more with the city, some with the province, some with the country. And we found that urban youth tend to identify more with their city right. than rural youth who tend to identify more with their province. And then, you know, it's about a third of all that uh, that um, identify more with their country. But they also move um because they're, you know, they're looking for outdoor adventure or arts and entertainment or their sports or or whatever it is that drives that young person outside of the world of work. And that's why we called it Work to Live, because this generation, the millennials and the Gen Z that we were interviewing and you know, in the focus groups and in the survey, were saying that overwhelmingly they said that they work to live, that it's not just about the salary and the job. Right. And, you know, there are generations that, you know, are actually live to work. And then there is there's stuff outside of that. But work is what really gets them out of bed in the morning. For this generation, these these two generations, work is why they, is, is how they earn the money to do their living. And so, and their living is all about, um, you know, active living and and arts and entertainment and and all of that sort of being in their space in their place and and the perceptions piece as you brought up was that youth don't perceive alberta to be vibrant and vibrancy is their own combination of their personal values they don't perceive it to have job opportunities beyond the oil and gas sector and they don't perceive that Alberta is welcoming and inclusive. And those three perceptions were driving young people out of the province. That's what we found. That's interesting. I was talking actually just this morning to some members of our research team, and they've been doing some work around um, immigrants. And actually, um, some of the, the numbers that they've been digging into have found that um, uh, in terms of um, retaining employees that are immigrating into Alberta, that Alberta is doing really good that way. And, and these are obviously international immigrants. So um, it, there, there seems to be a disconnect between the perceptions of young people and what's really happening here. So in terms of jobs available, if I um, remember correctly, it was 40% um, of your survey respondents, or sorry, uh, they thought 40% of the jobs in Alberta are directly in oil and gas extraction, when in reality, it's six, around 6%. Mm -hmm. um, of jobs in Alberta. So that's, is that like, what can we do to correct that sort of perception where it's clearly not the reality? Well, we just actually released a report today, uh, a, a shorter version, uh, we call it a brief, um, that came out today. And we called it, Oh, the Places Youth Could Go. And we itemize in there some of the really exciting things that are going on in the economy in Alberta, where where there are jobs that are up and coming in and, and growing 
in areas that would be very interesting to youth. So part of the part of the problem is that youth are not hearing this. They're still seeing too much emphasis in the news about the oil and gas sector. And so they think it's bigger than it is. And in truth, it's still a major part of our GDP. So, but the number of jobs is smaller than, than they think it is. And it's, um, it, it's just everywhere that we're talking about oil and gas. But the truth is that oil and gas has changed. It's not their grandparents' oil and gas um, uh, sector. You know, things are they're cleaning and greening uh, amazingly well in this in this area, and we are moving into clean energy and renewable energy and all kinds of different energy between hydrogen and thermal and and all kinds of other things. But we're not telling those stories well enough, and we're not educating youth earlier enough about what those opportunities are going to be uh, and are and and the ones that are coming and so we you know we say in this report and we said in the in the major one that it we need to do a much better job of helping youth to understand what is going on in our province and we need to do it at a much earlier age so you know we would say that it needs to be part of the curriculum to, to talk about what is going on in the economy. And the, the big area that we can change is the COM, the uh, career and life management course that is held, you know, that youth take in grade 11, that I understand has not changed much in the last, in the last decades and is probably one of the least um, liked courses, even though it is probably one of the more important ones. So we, we would suggest that career and guidance counselors in schools and the and the teachers who do the comm program do a better job of helping youth to understand what's available and more more to you know to that point is that youth need to understand where their interests and aptitudes lie right um, interests are one thing every boy wants to grow up and be a, a game developer well that's a that's a generalization that i shouldn't make but we know that a lot of young people uh, think that being a game developer would be fun. And, you know, I've seen a lot of young women that want to be TikTok uh, influencers or something. There is more to that. There's more possible. And uh, I don't think a lot of youth understand what their um, what their aptitudes are, what they're really good at. And so I think we need to do a better job, not just teachers, but everybody who's working with young people to help them understand, hey, you're really good at that. Or here's an area where what you've just done would be useful in the workplace, right? And so to help them understand the competencies they're building, whether they're on a basketball team or learning how to swim or, um, you know, girl guides, uh, you know, taekwondo, whatever it is that a young person is doing outside of school, every one of us needs to take part in, in helping them to understand what their capacity is and how the economy would be, would be able to use that. Right. I really like that, Janet. Um, and that's great advice, I think, for, um, you know, correcting perceptions and, and stuff within Alberta. What about outside of Alberta? Because, um, you know, the curriculum out in other provinces is outside of our control. What can we do to kind of um, improve the perceptions of what's actually going on in Alberta among young people in Ontario and, and B.C.? 
Yeah, maybe just to add on to that even, because one of the things, like, as a parent even of teenagers, I, I hear from young people is that they, they want to find jobs where they're making a difference in the world and making a positive impact. And I think there are opportunities that exist here in Alberta in energy. If we look at what's happening with hydrogen, if we look at life sciences, there's incredible life sciences companies here who are uh, solving some of the world's biggest health challenges. How do we get that message out? Or how, what, what can we do to uh, ex- share that information beyond, to, to Brianna's point, to people outside of the province? Well, I think that that leads right into a brief that we're also going to be publishing, hopefully by the end of this month, on, you know, that Alberta's brand needs to change. We've, you know, we do need to, um, we, we just need to project a different image. I don't know what that image is, but it is something that needs to be youth informed, right? Like, I'm not the person to say what the brand should be. But you know, David is uh, what our co-author on on this work uh, is a marketing prof, and we we took this question to his marketing class and said, "So, what what should we do?" And they said, um, "Yes, change the brand, and it needs to be youth friendly and youth informed, and it can't be owned by one single person, one single group." We've tended to have brands that have come out of the the government in the past, and they've served us in the past. There's no doubt, but the you know we're not about that anymore. The past is still has to inform who we are, and it does, but it's not where we are right now. We need to be future forward thinking, and we need to have a larger group of people involved in creating what that new brand is, and then that needs to be uh, really well sold around around the world and around around the country but uh, you know in the final report for the for the big the big report we said we just need to be telling better stories right we have because we we have have them right like we we absolutely (laughs) have them and I'm loving what you're saying about sort of developing that place brand because I think when you're building a place brand it has to resonate with the community that it's representing and what I'm hearing from you is that maybe some of the things that we've been doing provincially isn't resonating with our youth and there's an opportunity then to to tap into that and to 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 use their perceptions and their lived realities to build something that's really, really dynamic and, and will and really unique and will get the attention of the world. We believe so. Yeah, I think it's, you know, my my time and, and <laughs> is past, right? Um, I'm I'm a, a baby boomer. The the next, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zs and, you know, the next generation coming up are going to be the ones that are going to inherit the, um, Alberta and they need to be the ones that are telling Alberta's story. And we need to do, a, you know, a better job. And then the rest of us have to buy into that and start telling it as well, because, you know, we still have influence. And um, there's there is so much good stuff that is going on in this in this province. It's actually a very exciting time to be in Alberta. I think that we're probably going to be drawing some young people back just be, based on the economy. But at the same time, we want to make sure that they feel like this is a place they want to stay. They want to build their lives. They want to have their children, Absolutely. and they want to you know, be here for for the long haul. And I think that the re- the job. Uh, it's the job of everybody to do that. Just to, you know, the old expression, it takes a village to raise a child, but it's going to take a province to attract young people. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to mention to listeners? 
Gosh, I think I've covered so much. Of <laughs> no worries. You know, if there's nothing that you're itching, you don't have to come up with. No, I, I don't think that there's anything that I've missed. But like, let's just say that that was, you know, we lost some young people. We had had multitudes pour in over the last 50 years. We have built this province on people moving into it. And and so for a few years there, we started to lose some young people. But I think that the story can be turned. The, the tide can be turned. We are going to, we've got so much that's good going on here. We, if we tell better stories, if we engage young people earlier in what they, um, what they can do to make a, to make a life here and mean and have meaningful work that appeals to them. I think we're going to, uh, I think we're going to again be, um, as I said, in the last line of the report, the it place for young people to, to be in Canada. Yeah, I think the other messaging to really get out there is the affordability factor to have that quality of life um, that young people are looking for is really great here. Uh, you mentioned that young people want to work to live. They don't want to live to work. So um, to be able to afford to build a life, that, that's something that we have as an advantage. Uh, we, the What was it? The Urban Reform Institute recently um, ranked North America um, in terms of Cost of uh, cost of living and buying a home, and we were the third most affordable in North America and the most affordable in Canada. So, um, I, yeah. I I just yeah. can't stop bragging about this place. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to get the, those those good messages and the, those, those good messages stories out well. there. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, Janet, to you and, and your co-authors and the Canada West Foundation for your work kind of digging into this these these issues and, and figuring out what our solutions are. Um, and we'll make sure um, that our listeners can see uh, where to get the copy of the reports uh, in our podcast show notes. Yeah, thanks for being here, Janet. Super, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Janet. Take care. So what jumped out from that conversation for me was when she talked about building a brand um, and one that resonates both within the community but also outside. I think that aligns really well with Edmonton Global's experience where, you know, when we were first stood up, we went out and did some research about perceptions. And what she said is true. Like, we're known for oil and gas. Um, that's mostly what people know about us, or they don't know a lot. So the good news is, though, um, most people don't even know about us. So there's, you know, rather than countering um, some negative misperceptions, you know, that gives us opportunity to spread the uh, the story of what's really happening here. And I would add, um, you know, we're starting to get some global recognitions for some really interesting things that are happening here. If you look at the hydrogen convention that just took mm-hmm. place recently here, we hosted, you know, 3,000 um, people from, you know, across the globe that are really excited about the potential here. Um, and I think that's also an area that's really going to resonate with young people who want to work in areas where they can make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think, because um, I know uh, the Canada West Foundation stuff, they're they're based in Calgary, where I lived for 20 years, and I love Calgary. Um, I think globally, Calgary is more known, and then it's known as the, you know, the stampede in the oil and gas. Um, and so there really is a lot of opportunity for Edmonton Global and um, the people in our region to kind of show um, where we're different. Right. Um, and of course, we, you know, um, oil and gas is a part of Edmonton too, but um, 
we are still different than Calgary and we are very diverse. Uh, and I love what Janet was saying about, you know, teaching children at a younger age about what their career opportunities are and taking and reassessing, you know, the course. Um, because so many people, even still, when I talk to uh, students in university, they, they know what they like to study and they're like, oh, I want to take sociology, I want to take psychology, but they don't know what they're going to do with it. Right. They kind of, you know, see everything as a track to lawyer, doctor, nurse, engineer, because those are um, tangible and, and, and popular occupations. But um, so we need to do a better job of kind of showing diverse opportunities that, there, that, are, that are out there and in our region in life sciences and agritech and all these other Right. fields where it's not a it's not a clear track this is your degree this is your this is your occupation and and kind of get a little bit more creative and just help them to see and all our, the other and options our post secondaries are doing a great job of building a really strong and talented workforce to draw from um, convocations were just recently happening and I read in an article in the Edmonton Journal about how 85% of grads from the University of Alberta are actually staying in the province and finding employment in some of those high growth sectors so yeah. you know um, we, we have to we have to give our post-secondaries credit for the that work they're doing to help build our economy yeah. here as well yeah and you really there is the chance to to be somebody here, right? And and I love I I'm already I, I already have a house, and I know for my counterparts and some other parts of the country, like that's just still a pipe dream, and I really feel for them. Um, yeah, so many opportunities in Edmonton, and I'm excited for our future. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast, brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website at edmontonglobal.ca. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast platform, so you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. We hope you learned something new today about economic development matters and why it matters. Until next time, we're your hosts, Sherry and Brianna, signing off. <laughs>